welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and conspiracies and consequences thereof. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, well, wouldn't you know it, we're going to cover chapters 17 through 20 of Fate of the Jedi, book seven, Conviction by Aaron Alston. And no, Tim, I did not almost just say Legacy of the Force. I would never. I would never do such a thing. This week, I don't know, man. I'm struggling, guys. You can always tell when you're having trouble when you go, when your when um, series title is like staccato. Yeah. Well, there's not enough excitement to flow through. Let, the, let, the, let it feel it. Feel it flow through you. I almost wrote Jason today. Oh, wow. <laughs> yep. That's dude, that's not that's a different level. Yeah. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna cover some more chapters this week that like not a lot happened, just like last week and just like the week before. Mm-hmm. But first, bum bum bum. Previously on Forever Cannon, Kip and Okta go undercover operative. Another cave of little known force users. Jane and Jag cuddle, the council is on to Lekerson, and missing Dr. Science had bug experiments. 384 kilometers away. It's very specific. Very specific. And we pick up where we lost off <laughs> last week. Ooh, tough out here. Yeah. Tough crowd. <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, uh, Luke, Ben, and Vistar were heading 384 kilometers away from the capital city on Nam Koryos called Hleg Shul out to some science facility where Dr. Wee was doing not Nintendo experiments, Plugging bugs into people's necks and stuff like that. Apparently, they found mm-hmm. a, a, a very nicely printed medical diagram that had scrawlings, uh, handwritten stuff all over. Yeah, it was like hand drawn pictures with printed text over top. It right. was weird. So they borrowed the mayor's shuttle mm-hmm. and took off for the destination, uh, getting shot down in the process. And here we find Luke Ben and Vistara are plummeting out of the sky in that mayor's borrowed shuttle, being blasted by ship and planetary. Bug babysitter defense. Yep. They feel a heavy death in the force. Yes. That almost makes them all black out. A sill got turbo lasered. Yeah. And, and they, the they, they explain that it caused so much ripple in the force that even ships started wobbling. Yeah. It had such a profound effect on mm-hmm. everything around it. Those sentient crystal things that were once harvested and brain damaged uh we come to find the specific phrase later in these chapters harvested brain damaged and sold into slavery for computer technology yep well one just got blasted with a turbo laser and just about shut off all the force users around it (laughs) yeah that's crazy yeah so they are this whole planet or at least where the sills are located very heavy in the force like this is what is happening here why? Yeah. Luke says something about like 700 years or so that these sills have been keeping the bugs on the planet themselves or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, manipulating the uses of the force on the planet to control the bugs. What? What is all this stuff? Yeah. <laughs> you know, where did it come from? These, You know what these, these crystal people remind me of? They remind me of that cave. Whoa, I didn't put this together till now. They remind me of that cave on Kessel. Mm-hmm. Where Han and Leia find the sentient what? 
the the like orb things yeah yeah the like data entry right weird things yeah the the, the quantum the, the glowy quantum processors that look like ghostwriter yeah <laughs> that's how i pictured them anyways but it's like this weird esoteric force manifestation of consciousness in a strange physical form yeah <laughs> it's so weird and why does it exist how did it come to be what is why right mm-hmm. i don't cool like cool mystery stuff but we're never going to get into who would ever have an answer for that hey why did this being evolve here 700 years ago and become sentient and force bound and whatever right? yeah i don't know and i don't think we're going to get answers why but the sills are weird and apparently very powerful mm-hmm. turbo Lubed. (laughs) Luke lands the practically destroyed and now derelict shuttle on the side of a mountain. Because safety. Then the team heads to Dr. Science's secret laboratory. To find him, shockingly, not. Not shockingly. Not, not, the next thing I'm about to say. Dead. Yes. (laughs) That was the most (laughs) convoluted sentence. Yeah. They find that the science man is dead. Well... I wasn't surprised, but I was surprised that he had a ponytail. Don't know why. <laughs> Just, I don't know why that. Detail. I pictured him as bald myself. I, I guess I did too. Yeah. Science guy. Well, I mean, Bill Nye's not bald. You ever had a ponytail though? I don't think so. Me either. Anyways, conspiracy theories start firing up here inside of the science center. There's fake documents that they found back at the guy's home. That's mm-hmm. where it was, right? Yeah. Or his office. His office. Yeah. And they're like, it's, why was there some of them printed out nice and some of the stuff was written on? And how come the shuttle started falling apart as soon as we got shot at? And shot at. I am struggling today. Yeah. And, you know. But uh, esoteric came out just fine. Uh, yeah. Four letter words. That's where you you're know, having a rough we, time with. You, just, you can't pick and choose. You just have to flow with the will of the force. Yep. But, you know, whatever. They're like, ah, blah, blah, blah. It was a setup. <laughs> and we've been set up and we're stranded out here. But by whom? The mayor? Abeloth and ship? Listeners? Bugs? Chapter 18. All of the above? Yeah, I don't know. Like, once again, Aaron Alston has brought Luke Skywalker to a planet and stranded him here with the very strange natives. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, stop going down in the caves. Stop having the same problems. You know, they're like semi-stranded right now, but how are you going to get back up to your Jade Shadow when potentially the mayor is trying to have you murdered? How do you leave? Yeah. You know, it's just the same thing again. Chapter 18. Aboard Fireborn Hut Space. This is not the same. This is people we don't know getting introduced halfway through the book. And I don't think they're important. Somebody named Grunel Ovin has a big old Galactic Alliance frigate capable of pulling ships out of hyperspace. He's a Klaatuanian dog man freeing slaves. Pay it forward. Helen Hunt. <laughs> the, the kid. You can see ghosts. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. These are the obvious consequences of coming into contact with Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker visits the planet. Revolution happens, and now there's a dog man out here trying to free slaves, even though they're months out of two and a half thousand decades 
of servitude to the huts. Did that make sense? Two and a half thousand decades. I was trying to make 25,000, right? No, it'd be two and a half thousand would be 2,500. Two and a half thousand years. I said decades. You did say decades. Boom. Yeah, I'm dead. Mad. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, there's dog man out here. He's going to free some slaves because you know what? Slavery is bad. We're not going to have it anymore. Captain Hunor shows up. Another name we've never heard before. He's on the Galactans. Galact. Oh my God, Tim. <laughs> Here's why. I was going backwards to say this. Why? Uh, I don't know who this person is. I don't even know if they're a male or a female. I don't even know if I'm ever going to hear this name ever again. And probably not because no. Aaron Alston kind of does this all the time. We get throwaway characters that will be the, the, uh, the precipitating factor in whatever is going to be the next a uh, bit of you know, violence or tension or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. These outside, uh, I don't know, what would you call them? Innocent bystanders. Yeah. Sort of, who just kind of get drawn into the larger Skywalker saga. Yeah. And which is, which is okay to me, like, or it could be, it could even be just a hollow news thing. Yeah. It's a fine literary. Just to see what else is going on in mm-hmm. the galaxy. I don't mind that. And it's, it's a nice perspective of also there's other people in the galaxy. Yeah. You know, Hey, it's not, it's not just Luke and Ben and Vistara, even though these chapters pretty much are yeah. not this part. Dogman, galactic Alliance person who secretly wants to betray the galactic Alliance and help the Dogman free the slaves. Cause yay, dollar bad. There's dissent in the ranks. She has now betrayed the galactic Alliance military security, galactic Alliance security mm-hmm. in favor of the galactic Alliance Navy. As we, you know, Admiral Perova gave her the secretly bad security team. Yes. Because it's a bad guy plan and they all wear costumes. Because and like, they poison themselves. And like, isn't it kind of funny that they're putting more people in costumes? Though they're the bad guys, but they're dressed like good guys. Anyways. Doll is bad. So, this this person's here. Cut to! <laughs> like, I don't, this, I don't know what this is setting up. I don't know what's going to happen, but... Somebody is betraying the Galactic Alliance to help a dog free more slaves. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Hut space, though. Yep. Bad spot for a Galactic Cut two. Abandoned rock ivory processing plant. Nom Corios. Way too long ago. I read that one twice just to... I was like, hey, that one's really long. Well, allow me to do it as well. Abandoned rock ivory processing plant. Not too, too many words, man. But all right. He's the only one doing it, so... Yeah. Kids are fixing the shuttle. Luke is searching for sills with a lowercase t. Do they always have a lowercase t? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I always write it with an uppercase t. And I think that's because of the book. I tried to go back really quickly and find it anywhere. It was hard hard to find. It's the name of a race that should be capitalized. I don't know why it's not this time. But he meditates. Start reaching up for the sills. Picturing a drock and transforming it into Abeloth. Communicating with telepaths. Mm-hmm. Am I right? How about just communicating in basic English is hard enough. Yeah. yeah. He's got to make a picture of a bug, turn into an Abeloth, turn into Callista, turn into Dion Stad, turn into all kinds of other things, and then into a Deveronian, and then into something else. And then the eating things. turns. Yeah. Each person is getting swallowed by the person before and then becoming the new person that they just swallowed. Yep. As Abeloth does. And the sill reaches back and transforms the last transformation into Master Nen. 
the listener leader that we just met mm-hmm. in the last episode when we planned to hide everybody in the forest. Again, shocking. Like, no. You no. pointed this out, and go ahead and say it. Yeah, it it's exactly what she's done, Abeloth has done, Aaron's written in twice now. No, uh, it was the this. last book. Yeah. It, he didn't write it, but like this just this just happened. Yeah. Abeloth went to Pander and took over the leader of the Falanasi tribe. Mm-hmm. Well, here she comes to Nam Koryos, another place we've never heard of before. Steeped in the force, and she takes over the leader of their secret force tribe. It's strategically sound, yeah. like it really is, but but it's repetitive. Yes, and if Miss Kathy Sutz ever taught me anything, <laughs> say it. <laughs> Repetition is boring. Yep, <laughs> that might be the only thing I learned in grade six. That <laughs> stuck though. Anyways, I'm not surprised. The guy that we just teamed up with to save everybody, secretly, Abeloth. That's fine. She's sneaky and stuff, but like he didn't have a hint of that. Didn't feel a little bit of that. Maybe because everybody is so closed off to the Force because you can't use the Force on this planet. Or the crystals turn into electricity that almost electrocutes everybody unconscious. Yeah. You can't kill them or they'll knock you unconscious. You can't use the Force around them or they'll knock you unconscious. It's a tough planet for Force users. But here we are nonetheless. And we cut to... Ben's plan to put a rudder on the shuttle. Okay. Yeah. Just going to put a big sail and a rudder on the shuttle. It's stormy here. It's windy as, as, as. Nom Corios. Criff. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, okay. I kind of like this like juxtaposition of we're going to turn the, the new imaginary technology into old medieval technology. Yeah. And know? they're like going to poke holes in the side of the ship and use like a wheel. Yeah. A whole pulley system. Like yeah. Ben and Vistar are going to be in the back, like operating the rudder. Yeah. And that there's going to be parts where they have to get out and push the thing. Like, um, this is like, this is so just a Chevrolet stuck in the snow. Yeah. Like, it's this is <laughs> us on Tuesday. It's so goofy, man. It's so goofy. But Luke claims they've built, He's built better speeders out of junk piles and Ben becomes teenage comedy Mm -hmm. and he starts mimicking his dad back in the old days, back during the empire, back when starships were made of wood, back when there were no holodramas, just puppet shows, back when a hypercom system was a long string stretched between two planets with a Durasteel calf cup at either end. Oh, dude, that was, boom roasted, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, that got me good. That made me really laugh out loud when I was reading it. Mm-hmm. That hasn't that doesn't happen very often in a Star Wars book. No. That was really funny, man. Just such a relatable, classic, gen intergenerational teasing banter, you know, between Ben and his dad. Oh, I know. You had to walk uphill both ways in <laughs> yeah. the snow, forty miles to school, right? such a bunch of cliche stuff but in like the weird science fiction world yeah oh back when starships were made of wood (laughs) you had the can stretched between planets with the wire between planets dude that was the good part for me dude that was really good this is probably probably the best part of the book so far anyways luke's plan is to get out push the shuttle to safety push the shuttle to safety no i am not joking 
Chapter 19. Jedi Temple, Coruscant. Kip and Okta are reporting in, and oh boy, are they set up. Plenty of change in security happening here in the Senate building. There's a lot of loose, grumpy lips because of the dissent between the Navy and the security forces. They've got holocam feeds hijacked already, and we can definitely sneak Jedi in for visits whenever we need to. Yeah. What this could this be going better? <laughs> yeah, the, they're talking about bringing in a ton of people, and yeah, the plan is to get as many Jedi in as possible, trigger an alarm for a fake Yuzhan Vong invasion. Yep, and then take advantage of the chaos to capture Dala and overthrow the government. They're gonna, they're gonna. What are the? What was the, they said? They're gonna take her and they're gonna explain to the Senate that it's in a in an effort to stop the escalation of violence against the people who are trying to free the slaves across the galaxy. Blah blah blah. Yeah. They're gonna set themselves up to be the good guys while they take over the government with a conspiratorial coup. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> uh, sounds backwards, but sounds- she has done a lot of extremely violent things She's against bad. slaves. She's bad. Yeah, she's bad guy, and so overthrow the government. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> not not even overthrow. You know, as we read on the very first sentence of the back cover of this book, Chief of State Natasi Dalla has been overthrown, and the Jedi Order has taken control of the Galactic Alliance. Period. First sentence. Mm-hmm. We're halfway through the book, and that hasn't happened yet. But want to know how worried I am for these two characters? Who are so perfectly set up where normally that would cause a meta tension. Yes. Where you talk about how well the mission's going and then I, the reader, go, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Nope. They're going to overthrow Dala and take over the Galactic Alliance. It's on the back cover. Yeah. So once again, I don't think we should read those for the next two books because that sucks so bad. Yeah. It removes. Maybe that's why this book is lacking so much. Because of the crazy spoilers on the back. Yeah, it removed all the tension so far. Uh, there's there's, there's no risk to anything that's going on in most of the plots. You know, the other thing's given away. What? Uh, there's there's a trap on Nam Corios. Okay, well, it hasn't happened yet. And we're halfway through the book. So, there, it's just not a good way to do things for a publisher. I'm no. sure it's not the author's choice. I'm sure it's a publishing and sales decision. Whatever the hell. Those are officially called in the in the book business. Sounds about right. But, man. Sucks. Cut to. Siha Dorval turning herself in. And, P.S. Little note dropped here. The Coruscanti accent. The people mm-hmm. of Coruscant have a distinct accent. Yeah. Compared to everyone else across the galaxy. Guess what it is? It's the British accent that you hear all throughout four, five, and six in the upper leadership of the Empire. Oh yeah. They're all from Coruscant. And speak with a very proper Coruscant accent. And blah blah blah. And we're all British bad guys because of the seventies. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. But that's an interesting, just kind of in universe explanation and just a little lore drop that just was like a drip in a bucket that I just picked out and went, wait, that's, that's a neat little explanation. I'm sure it's been said a hundred times before. Right. But if you are Palpatine and you overthrow the Republic and establish the empire, you need to choose your leadership from people 
around you on Coruscant who you've had the most amount of time to manipulate, right? Yep. And you're racist. <laughs> so you're not going to pick any aliens who look all weird and stuff like Keldor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just thought that, I don't know, I thought that was, that was kind of neat. The Coruscanti accent is a proper British accent. That was not good at all. No. Let me try again. Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> a proper British accent. I just watched the show. I just watched Sherlock. It's great. Yeah? Yeah. I never watched it, but I like him. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, anyways, uh, things are happening in the books. That's neato, though. But why is what's really happening with Seahaw Dorvald? Why is she turning herself in? A, to set up the good guy part of the story. B, her lawyer droid is here to map the whole building. Yeah. And the way into the security center where she's going to be held and where, I don't know, they're going to infiltrate and stage their coup from. Right. Yeah. And distract the they're press. Gonna, and they're going to they're gonna distract everybody with this attack and they're going to get in there and they're going to take all the riot gear was specifically said. Yeah. They're, they're going to not allow the security forces here to arm themselves. It's <laughs> so weird. Why? <laughs> to be. To be undercover, I guess, because the plan is to use as few Jedi as possible. Yeah. So who all these other loyalist people are, I don't know. That you're going to get to come into this, uh, the Senate building and help you overthrow the government. Yeah, undetected, because you can't really send Han in there. He's who pretty, do you uh... have good ties with right now, the Jedi? Like, who do the Jedi have as possible alliances available to them throughout the galaxy, even, let alone Coruscant? Probably a bunch of smuggler friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my fu- Oh my god, Tim. That's where Aaron Alston's gonna bring in all of his favorite pilots, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. Dude, you just totally <laughs> called it, didn't you? Well, uh, we'll see. All right, so that's what's happening here. <laughs> Cut to Senator Bramson and Senator Treen watching. See how Dorvald's uh, interview on the way in and how she's like, oh, so bubbly, good guy. I didn't poison anybody. And they're like, this is bad. They're worried about what the Jedi might be up to, mucking up their evil plans, whatever those may be. How much do we know? What do they want? Someone sometimes said something about being a princess or a queen. Yeah, they they want like Lackerson to be in charge and Treen to be his queen. But they want to control... They want to take over the Empire and the Galactic Alliance yeah. at the same time. That's right. Yeah. Not really sure how. Well, they tried to kill Jag a Part of times. it has to do with killing <laughs> Jag for sure. Uh, part of it has to do with destabilizing Dala's authority, obviously. How else can you take those two positions if you don't remove the two people in them? Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't know really what they're doing. They're one for two right now. Dala's not doing so hot, but yeah, Jag's still alive. Mostly by her own volition and her own refusal to let anybody be at fault other than the Jedi. Mm -hmm. She cannot see possibly any other way that anybody else was responsible for Bwatu's attack or, you know, all the undermining uh, other smaller details that have been going on in the background. Even though it's been explained to her, she's, oh, well, lightsabers were involved in Bwatu. Yeah, well, other people can use lightsabers. Yeah, and when Dorvin said that to her and Han and Leia said that to her, but she don't care. She's committed to crushing her enemies. Cut yes. to conference room near the ninth hall of justice, Coruscant. Nine words. Conference room near the ninth hall of justice. Come on. Like, I don't know how to more succinctly say that. I don't have a better suggestion. And honestly, the guy's dead, so I don't think he cares. 
But like, that's too many yeah. for me to write down doing this podcast. Yeah. That's all. It's not too many to read in the format of the book as you zip through it casually. It's too many for me to write down in my notes in capital letters and underline for location change. Yeah, you can Justice Hall, Coruscant. It's just my own. And normally, I have been been very liberal with shortening his locations. Mm-hmm. But this is his last book that I think we're ever going to read. So do the man justice with nine whole words to get us out here. Where Tahiri and Buatu, uh, Aramuth, of course, not... Neck Admiral Neck Buatu, who is in a coma. <laughs> Tahiri and Aramuth Buatu are chatting. Tahiri says, not to complain, but they're trying to kill me here in this prison. And Aramuth says, yep, sorry. Chapter 20. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> the best I can Bye. do is put pressure on the warden to not do more bad things. By, yeah, by pretend that by there's... extraneously threatening him. Yeah. There's people watching you. There's a secret agent in the prison. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Chapter 20, Wilderness, Northwest of Huang Shoal, Nam Koryos. <laughs> Again, <laughs> with the specificity, why? Why do? Why the hell do I care as a reader that we're northwest of the town? I don't know. Do I care? Wilderness, Nam Koryos. Yep. Check, check. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, ship is out here. Searching for Luke Ben and Vistara out at the trap at the, uh, at the, uh, oh God, what the hell was that super long one? Abandoned rock ivory processing plant. <laughs> yeah. They see, they watch ship go by. They watch him start a slow spiral as he realizes they're not there, right? He gets into a search pattern. So Luke goes to sleep. Cut to Vistara writing again to dear Papa. Mm-hmm. Resenting the fact that Luke protects Ben so much, not because it's dumb. But because Papa would never do such a thing. Yeah, she wants the dad to care and protect her like Luke does. Yeah, and she breaks my heart mm-hmm. with three little lines here at the end of her email to dad. Yep. <laughs> Suddenly she wanted to go home. She wanted there to be a home to go to. There wasn't one. Dang. Yep. Uh, Stang. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt that. She's just a kid, man. Yeah, she's 16. Yeah, maybe 17, 18, 19 by now. <laughs> yeah. And who knows how time works. In yeah, time's fluid. But, it's fine. But, man, for real? That's so sad. And it is so sad, right? Like, <laughs> she is, she's become an outcast to her society in just about every every conceivable way. You know, she killed the High Lord. Mm-hmm. She sided with Jedi. She saved a baby. She's doing good things. She feels good things. She likes good people. And there, there's no home for her to go to yet. Yes. Because if everything keeps going well, there will be. Yep. They will solve this mystery of Abeloth or kill her or defeat her or seal her back away in the maw for 10,000 more years to become someone else's problem in another <laughs> 1,000 decades. but uh, (laughs) but at some point you know if she keeps walking the path beside ben she's gonna end back up at the jedi temple with him and they can have a home that can be her home Mm -hmm. the jedi temple on coruscant assuming everything goes well cut to 
Teenagers taking selfies with the refitted shuttle because it's so junk. Cut to <laughs> steering, pushing, pulleys, moving closer to Hwag Shoal. Also, Ben is still hilarious. Ben interrupted, an impersonation of his father's tone. Oh, but this is nothing like Dagobah, where mold rotted everything, Duraplast included, and it did it stink. Even my lightsaber blade stank, food stank, Yoda stank, distilled water stank. I'm not sure how. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just ripping on his dad in a very relatable way. Like, oh yeah, everything was so bad when you did it, wasn't it? Everything was so hard. <laughs> Everything's so much worse back in the day. And, that, and it kind of keyed me into what else he's doing here. He's showing off to his girlfriend, Vistara. Mm-hmm. Right? All the levels of psychology that come with, you know, he it's they're joking. But what he's doing is tearing his dad down building himself up to an equal platform with Luke Skywalker in front of the girl he wants to impress. Yeah. Right. And he's, 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 yeah. he's, 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 he's ripping on his dad to impress a girl. Yeah. And showing that it, like if she had done that to her dad, she'd be dead. That's right. <laughs> that she's probably dying of jealousy of this relationship, right? Yeah, because he can do that and not worry about repercussions, rather than other than his dad poking back at him. Nobody's gonna beat him up and force him to pretend to be an escapee prisoner. Oh God! Cut to <laughs> security center, Senate building, Coruscant. So many cuts. Mm-hmm. So. This chapter, one, two, three, four, fifth different spot. <laughs> like scene perspective. So many. We haven't been getting many in the other books, but you know what? Aaron Olsen's going out old school here. Yeah. Do it. See how Dorvald is getting interrogated by her boyfriend. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Mr. Javin Thules. Javin Thules. Look at you notes. Well, whoopsie. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't <laughs> ask that guy out on a date. Uh... He asks her, why did you poison everybody? And she says, I didn't. And he draws a lot of wrong conclusions about the poisoning. See how warns him he's going to get himself killed. And then he's off. Why, Tim? Why? Why is this scene? Just to make her feel bad that she might get a man killed. Because of But it can't just be about Seaha because we don't care about Seaha. I care about her more than I care about Javin Thules. Sure, but I mean, like, it. maybe it's more about... Oh, maybe it's... Well, maybe it's more about the way that all of this personal manipulation is going to impact the Jedi Order as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because they're doing a lot of subterfuge sneaky stuff right now. And maybe... Oh, wow, I didn't think of this. Maybe this is just a taste of... The guilt and despair and responsibility that they're going to bear over all the things that are going to happen to regular people. Yeah. Because like, oh God, I didn't think that. Because <laughs> he's even like, why did you even ask me on a date? She was like, I don't know. It seemed like what my character would do. Plus, you know, men in uniform and you're cute, whatever. So flippantly just throwing away the life of a regular person. Because yeah. like his career is ruined. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he says, assumingly he's not a double agent right now. Who knows? Right. Pretending to be fired, but he's not really fired. Oh, whatever. Um, the consequences of just her offhand decision ruined an entire person's life. Yeah. And she tells him 
he's going to get himself killed. So like, it, you think she's feeling guilty now? Maybe this is going to be a bigger representation of what happens with the Jedi Order. Yeah, reinforcing that new tenant of the Jedi Code. Oh, interesting. Yeah, every decision, every day, all day. Yeah. Each day. Be conscious of all your decisions because they have repercussions. It could be a warning about, yeah, how the Jedi Order are going to be defying this new tenant that they've set and the consequences of that, right? Or is it a warning for someone else who is chasing the wrong conspiracy and maybe going to get themselves killed Mm -hmm. like Luke, uh, like Dala, Mm -hmm. like Klaatuinian Dogman Grunelovin. Find out next week when we cover fate of the Jedi book seven conviction chapters 21 through 24. Not even halfway through the book. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Woof. Only you can take a bite out of slavery. (laughs) For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.